and welcome to the 42's Rugby Show, live on Facebook from our newsroom here in Dublin. As always, we're joined by Murray Kinsella, who's still at the Rotorua International Stadium, where the Lions have just beaten the New Zealand Maori. Murray, that was a big victory in every sense of the word, really, for the Lions. It was a big statement of intent heading just seven days, I suppose, before the first test. Yeah, absolutely. And it was certainly required after we saw uh, the All Blacks absolutely dismantle a really poor Samoa team uh, in, in Eden Park last night. They looked really impressive. They looked really sharp as they kind of came back together for their first test of the year. So I think the, the Lions did need a response and, and they certainly sent one out. Their forward pack was absolutely immense. Set piece incredibly powerful. Um, and I think the All Blacks will have seen little things that will worry them in that performance. Um, and even now Gatlin's come out kind of biting back at Steve Hansen after the game. There's a bit of sense of a, a, a sense of momentum now for the Lions. And I think we're going to get a, a competitive test series. It's what everyone wanted. So yeah, it's happy days. It's great to see the Lions um, deliver that performance so close to the test series. Yeah, as you said there, that performance and the result was underpinned by another solid defensive performance, but also the power of the pack. Like they really overpowered the New Zealand Maori throughout the game and they didn't let their explosive backline get any ball, really. Um, hugely encouraging signs, I suppose, from that point of view. Yeah, I mean, you look at that period where Tower Carbarlo goes off for the yellow card, could actually got red for that, actually. Um, they decided some mitigating circumstances, but I don't think it, there really was. Yeah. Anyway, the Lions pack get on with it. They get to the scrum uh, and they destroyed them on the first scrum. Second one brings a penalty try. Uh, and Tyke Furlong was immense there. Mako Vunapola, where you maybe had small doubts around the scrum. And Jamie George, really powerful. Plus that second row of George Cruz, uh, George Cruz rather, and Maro Atoje. Really strong drive from them as well. So it was a really kind of cohesive uh, unit performance, uh, as well as that back row shoving in there as well. I thought it was really tight from the, from the Lions pack all day. And the Merry Oldbacks couldn't give that. They looked like a side who have actually come together a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they looked very kind of disjointed in how they defended Moles and at scrum time, whereas the Lions pack looked really solid. These guys have now been training together for, for a number of weeks. It's not the kind of story at the start of the tour where these guys have just come together and, and they didn't really know each other's strengths. Now they understand each other. Now you're seeing Jamie George work off Tyke Ferland at scrum time. Tyke Ferland was just so disciplined in, in how he drove forward. Uh, really straight through and it was really really impressive performance from that pack as well as well around the, the pitch in the tight exchanges the, the ball carrying uh, the good hits around the fringes um, and even the leadership even hearing guys like Peter Manny over the ref mic Sean O'Brien you know getting into people's faces a, a really aggressive kind of combat of combat of um, performance from the lines and yeah it's exactly what they needed to deliver we always knew that this was going to be their strength on this tour. The kicking game, again, exceptional tonight with Conor Murray and Johnny Sexton, who I think we'll chat about a bit later. He had a really good game. Uh, but we knew those were going to be the strengths of the Lions. We knew what the All Blacks were going to bring, and they showed that against Samoa last night. So it's all shaping up for, for a really fascinating test series. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to touch on a few of the, maybe the concerns um, heading into that first test in a moment, but there was plenty of positives from this morning. Um, one of those being the fact that they kept the, they've now kept the Maori and the Crusaders to just a combined total of 13 points in those two games over the last two weekends. Like that's hugely encouraging when, you're, when you consider the strength of the All Blacks next week. I know it's going to be on a completely different level as you kind of touched on at the start. You know, the All Blacks, their first game in 2017, hammering Samoa yesterday. But I mean, in terms of Warren Gatland, there's a huge amount of, of encouragement there to go into this week to work on. Yeah, and particularly what you look, when you look at what the Lions actually did and how they defended, the, the kind of opportunities that they limited for, for the Mary All Blacks, they didn't give them a lot of counter-attacking chances. So when they kicked, the chase this, this week was a lot better. You saw Anthony Watson get up a few times. They won a penalty off a Conor Murray box kick. We hadn't really seen that competition in the air. 
and the, the Merry All Blacks didn't really get to counterattack. The only time they really threatened the, All Black, uh, the, the Lions rather, was when they took those kind of quick lineouts, when they threw something kind of unstructured at, at, at the Lions' defence. That's when you that's when you see them stretch, and that's where the All Blacks are so so powerful. So to see the Lions limit that kind of stuff is really encouraging for the Test series, and I think they'll need to do that again in Eden Park next weekend. Yeah, certainly the foundations are, are there and, and we've spoken about them, but at the same time there is still concerns and I suppose question marks hanging over the creati creativity, I mean, of the side. And we saw on two occasions, I mean, Jonathan Davis and Bente on the second half both made decent line breaks. Um, they failed to convert those chances and while there was two, two tries scored, one penalty try in Maratoji, those both came from the forwards and the dominant pack. I mean, there is still question marks and, and a slight concern over, over that lack of uh, finishing ability. Yeah, well, the two tries, they came from the set piece. They came from those close-range scrums. That's where they're going to build many of their tries from, of course. That's always the platform. But I think they do need to be more clinical. We've spoken about it. It's, it's been a theme, really, in our chats here after the games. They're creating chances, and their face play shape, again, I thought it looked nice. Yeah, Johnny Sexton making really good decisions, whether to go to the front door and hit one of those hard-running uh, forward carriers or to pull out the back door, where he didn't maybe have Owen Farrell, who they're hoping to have, to, to have next weekend. So... They're, they're creating nice opportunities. They're, they're looking good in their face-to-face shape, but they just have to find that clinical edge. Jonathan Davies makes a break. Can he get a wing off his, off his shoulder? That's where the back three really need to work hard um, and, and just offer up that kind of finishing scoring pass um, and then just the accuracy of the pass as well. So I think in the next week, that'll be a key focus again for the Lions, but the rest of it's looking pretty good. Yeah. You mentioned Johnny Sexton there a couple of times. Obviously, he got the opportunity to start at 10 again tonight. Like He, he really put in an assured performance, and it really looks like he's getting back to his best now. There's a bit of confidence there and a swagger to his game as well. Yeah, I think he probably likes being ridden off. He likes he, It's happened to him so many times in his career, and he always bounces back really strongly. Started the poor Tory. Uh, started the tour really poorly rather against the, the Barbarians but he's really built back into it he looked himself straight from the off tonight he darted at the line a few times showed that he's not all about that kicking game he had a few nice offloads as well um, and as well as that he had the kicking there was one exceptional one down into the right corner in the, in the first half just in behind the Mary backfield just a brilliant kick that bounced into touch so he's, he's showing all those signs of, of getting back to his best and he needed to nail that audition there's a doubt over Farrell so the Lions needed a big playmaker to step up, and Sexton did that really impressively, to the point that I don't think that the Lions can go into the Test Series without him now. If Farrell's fit, for me, he has to play at 12, and you get those two, two of your best players on the pitch at the same time, and having shown a really nice link against the Crusaders as well, where they kind of played off each other quite intuitively um, and showed signs of, of having that second pair of hands, the value of it in a back line. So for me, Johnny Sexton played himself into the test team here yeah. tonight. A good night for Sexton, also again for Tyke Furlong, who continues to be immense on this tour at Tighthead. Peter Mahoney as well, captain, it was a proud night for him, and, and he really stood up. So it was a good night for the Irish all around, I suppose. Yeah, really go around. Really interesting to see Peter Mahoney build such a good relationship with Jaco Paper, the ref referee tonight. Yeah, that's a key role in any in any big test match. And he got in there early. It took it took a bit of time to, to kind of get that influence over over the ref, but, but it eventually worked. He didn't have a whole lot to do around the pitch, Manny, but there's something kind of intangible about what he offers a team. Warren Gatlin has referenced it. It's that monster kind of uh, ethos and spirit, and, and you can certainly see it from the stands, even if it's not in a carry or a tackle. Sean O'Brien offers something similar. There's so much energy to everything he does, and then he smashes through lads on a ball carry. I thought he showed uh, really good breakdown skills tonight, and he needed to show that, given that Sam Warburton is kind of perceived as the, the breakdown open side. So those guys went really well. We've spoken about Furlong and pressing. Even I thought Ian Henderson off the bench showed that he can ball carry really well. And listen, there's there's a bit of 
question mark over who's going to start in the second row. But Ian Henderson is a really good option off the off the bench. I think Jack McGrath again solid and showed a few nice touches around the pitch as well. So yeah, for me it was a great night for the Irish involved, and they look like they're really. Um, working off the, the guys from the other nations as well. Yeah. Before we came on air, we were just kind of discussing the, the positions that are still up for grabs or the real question marks hanging over certain positions. And I think it's fair to probably say fullback, wing, and as you touched on there, second row or probably three you know, selection headaches that, that Gatlin will have heading into next week. Is that kind of fair to say? And how would you kind of assess those positions now after, after today's game? Yeah. Yeah, for me, fullback is decided. I thought Lee Halfpenny showed more than enough there. He was 100% off the tee. He was really assured under the high ball, really good defensive positioning. And Gatlin kind of challenged him to show a bit more in attack. And I thought he did that. A few a few nice runs off off uh, scrum platform. Uh, he popped in a first receiver once, even at one stage, which we rarely see from him. So I thought he did more than enough. I think he's going to be the, the test 15, especially with his experience. The wings, a bit of a concern. I think Anthony Watson did enough. I think he'll hold his place. But George North had a really poor game. He, he looks so timid. I uh, don't know what's going on with him, but his body language is poor. He's not the imposing big wing that he should be. So I think he actually played himself out. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if, if the Lions go and back him now and say, listen, we know he can do this at a big level, or go with Elliot Daly, perhaps Liam Williams. So there's a, there's a good decision to make there. In the second row, it's kind of a different story because you have so, so many strong options. Mario Toje, apart from one silly penalty, was immense, I thought. And George Cruz, I think, is a definite starter for me uh, as the line-out leader. So it's kind of between Atoje and Alan Wynne-Jones. Two really good options. But as I mentioned before, if Alan Wynne-Jones doesn't start, Ian Henderson, I think, may just sneak in on that bench as well. But they're the kind of decisions he has to make, plus the, the 12 decisions. Farrell, if he's fit, does he come back in at 12? Benteo, Benteo rather, was really impressive again. He just beats tackles so easily. So, yeah, I think there's a few big calls there, but most of that test side is settled. Yeah, a few big calls, obviously, there to make. And, and the narrative before the game and all the talk before the game was was of Gatlin's decision to call up um, a couple of players this morning and, and four of them being Welsh and, and just after the game, two of them since being confirmed um, being Scottish. Obviously, a lot of talk here that uh, none of the Irish players got called up. I suppose Keith Earls has, has been in sensational form all season and he's continued on the Japanese tour. Like, I mean, what is kind of the talk been on the ground there and I know you've just come from from Gatlin's press conference what did he kind of have to say yeah he said he said he can understand the the question marks the concerns he, he can understand if people are saying this devalues the lines but his point he just keeps coming back to it I'm here to win a test series and for him flying these guys in from Australia and the Welsh lads were already in in New Zealand they were actually here at the match uh, t today uh, they're here they're ready to go into training they're not gonna be jet-lagged uh, he says they're just here to sit on the bench so for him it's not as big an issue. But I can understand the concerns back home. It, it does devalue winning a Lions jersey if a guy who is not even first choice, perhaps isn't even second choice for Wales, is getting flown into a squad. You know, like Corey Hill, a good Pro 12 player, but he's just still establishing himself with Wales and he's flying in here. You mentioned Keith Earls, but we have to remember the positions he's actually called players in. He, he hasn't called a winger in. Uh, he, he's kind of shored up that front row so, and, and the locks. So for me, probably a guy like Keane Healy has more right to feel aggrieved. Um, maybe even Donica Ryan, Devin Toner, those kind of guys. Um, and then for Scotland, you know, Johnny Gray's on tour. Why is he not getting called up as that second row option? Um, so you have to remember those those positions that he that he wanted a bit of reinforcement in. He lost a back row in Ross Moriarty today um, and didn't bring one in there. But look, I can definitely understand people's frustrations and the fact that, look, the Lions have been out here trying to win hearts and win minds in New Zealand and, and impress the locals. But you got to remember what's going on at home too. And for a lot of people, 
that move is really going to make them uh, lose a bit of love for the Lions, I think. Uh, and I can definitely understand that. Yeah, sure. I mean, just looking ahead and, you know, obviously the All Blacks game is, is will be now the, the focus. Um, but the All Blacks, you saw them yesterday in Auckland and they were, you know, as we said earlier, their first game in 2017. And Steve Hansen had, has been kind of playing the mind games for a while now. What did you what, <laughs> what did you kind of make of the All Blacks yesterday? Obviously, Samoa weren't probably the level of opposition they, they might have wanted, but to dust a few cobwebs off and run in 12 tries was pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think we really learned anything new about the All Blacks. They're, they're really good rugby, we knew that much. Um, and if you give them turnover ball, if you give them a good set piece uh, platform, they're going to score tries. There's no doubt, doubt about that. You've got to limit those turnover, kick-return chances. Uh, Hansen, yeah, he came out swinging again after in the press conference. He had another few snipes at, uh, at Gatlin saying, listen, he's talked about this surprise, that he has something up his sleeve. I can't see anything except his arm. Um, a few other little things about the style of play. And he's been chipping away at him and chipping away at him. Really interesting that Warren Gatlin came out after this game and he, he was prepared. He was ready. He said, I've had enough of this. I'm going to have a, a bite back. And he spoke about how focused Hansen has been on the lines, that the All Blacks aren't normally like that. And maybe it's a sign that Hansen is feeling a bit of pressure, that he's a bit worried that the Lions have the strength to really take on the, the All Blacks side. I thought it was really good that Hansen, actually, or Gatland rather, came and said those things. And, you know, the perception maybe has been that he's getting walked over a bit by, by, by Hansen, who's so charming and, and suave and savvy with the media. But uh, Gatland comes, comes out with a bit of a bite there and says, the All Blacks may be worried. So really interesting to see that dynamic between the two head coaches off the pitch. Realistically, what does it mean in the end? Possibly not too much. But if there's a little advantage to be gained by getting in the All Blacks' heads, making them think, listen, your coach is, is going off on one about us a little bit too much, then there's, there's definitely a positive there. So, yeah, I think both those coaches are going to enjoy the victory whoever whoever gets it on the weekend yeah sure just before we before we um finish up mary obviously a couple of people have been asking questions live on facebook and and we touched on it before peter manny obviously captain today and he was sensational um but jason mccabe asking on facebook has he played himself into the starting team but i suppose the the, the question is that is he going to be captain for next week if he does start i mean obviously sam warden replaced uh O'Mahony halfway through um the second half yeah. this morning i mean what do you kind of make of that and and do you feel that O'Mahony is the perfect candidate to lead the Lions next Saturday? Yeah, for me, he's done enough. He's done enough to be in that test team, certainly. Uh, gives you a great line-out option. Maybe didn't see the steals tonight, but, but he's just so good in set-piece. And as you mentioned, that leadership. So for me, yeah, he's in the team as, as a test uh, captain, actually, because I don't think Alan Wynne-Jones is going to be inside either. And I think Sean O'Brien has nailed down the seven shirt. The concern, I guess, for Romani is that Gatlin goes with Warburton and O'Brien, one of them sl sliding over to the six shirt. And I still think that's a very real option in Gatlin's mind. Um, I, I'm looking forward to another watch of that game. I didn't think Warburton had too much of an effect when he came on. And for me, the two Irish flankers have been exceptional on this tour. Uh, so for me, Peter Romani starts as test captain, but I'm not quite sure that Gatland fully agrees with that yeah, yet. Sure. Next up, obviously, is, as we've touched on, Tuesday against the Highlanders. You're moving to Hamilton now, so it's going to be a, a, quite a short week in terms of prep for the Lions now heading into that first test. Yeah, a really weird fixture now on Tuesday. It kind of just underlines the, the lack of value that is in this fixture on, on the Tuesday for the Lions. It's great for the Chiefs. It's going to be an amazing occasion again, but they've got a test in, in a week's time and they want to focus on that. Uh, you're getting guys flown in to just sit on a bench and uh, maybe a little bit difficult for those Lions players to motivate, get motivated for, for the Chiefs game. So I think there's a tricky fixture in store there. But yeah, then it's onwards to Oakland, uh, into the big city. There's Lions fans flooding in. I know a few people are arriving over and picking up their camper vans in the next couple of days as well. So it's really kicking off. And I think 
the players who play tonight will be really excited to get back to Auckland and into that kind of test atmosphere. An important couple of days training, we've mentioned stuff that they need to work on, that clinical finishing, but yeah, they've put, put themselves in a good place tonight. Yeah, last week, Murray, after after the victory against the Crusaders, I mean, it was, you kind of were, you were getting the sense that this tour was really kicking off, the atmosphere was building, a um, lot more Lions fans arriving. Again, this week, it seems to have been notched up, you know, we talked about the mind games there, and there seems to be a lot more happening around this series and a lot more talk about it. I mean, will it go up another notch now this week ahead of the test? Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty rowdy here afterwards. We're coming out of the press box and there was a bit of a guard of honour by a group of English fans kind of cheering every journalist coming out. Little things like that. There's a lot more kind of costumes and a lot more colour at the games. Those Lions chants. Even there was a there was a particularly powerful hacker before the game here. The Mary were really fired up. A really special moment with the kind of smoke over the pitch after a fireworks display. And then you hear the Lions chant come in. So I think that does lift players. It may be kind of cheesy to talk about that, but... Uh, they're away here in New Zealand. The pressure has been on them from Hanson, from the New Zealand media. Um, and those those Lions fans definitely give them a lift. They're going to see more of them around the streets in Auckland where when they're walking around in their little groups, getting a coffee, bumping into people who have been saving for years to come on this tour. You know, it's a massive moment in their lives. So that means something. And, and I definitely, you can feel that picking up, certainly on the ground over here. Yeah. We'll obviously catch you in Hamilton again on Tuesday after that final warm-up game, but I suppose just your instant reaction after today's game, because this is obviously going to be more a reflection of the team we're going to see in Auckland. I mean, do, do the Lions head into next weekend in good stead? Now, obviously, there's still, as we've touched on, a lot, of, a lot of big calls for Gatlin to make and a lot of things to work on, but seven days out, I mean, are they in a, a decent place heading into Auckland? Yeah, they're in good nick. They're in good nick. I still think the All Blacks are going to win on Saturday and win the Test Series, and I think that's been the case the whole way through. I think we've seen what we expected to see. The Lions are strong up front, strong kicking game. The All Blacks are going to be brilliant on counter-attack, brilliant in open play, um, and it's a nice clash of styles. I'm so excited for that first Test. I think everyone is, and after all the kind of build-up and all the hype, we're finally here. The Lions have shown that they're going to be competitive, so yeah, bring on that first Test. Yeah, we certainly uh, waited with eager anticipation. Murray Kinsella, thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. We'll catch you on Tuesday. Thanks a million. Thanks for watching.